0: As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills.
1: The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is.
0: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio, And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 20 years ago, the only way we were making hijabs was driving to Joanne Fabric, buying a fabric called Cloud9, And everybody in the city was wearing the cloud nine fabric. And you (laughs) knew if you like you were that girl, if you were wearing the cloud nine hijab.
2: Welcome back to the Fanatics Podcast. Have you missed us? I hope not. We just dropped an episode last week and the week before and the week before that, as we do every week. I'm one of your hosts, David Magadoff. With me is my most wonderful, effervescent, and fashion-conscious host, Claire Kramer. Hi, Claire.
1: Hi, David. I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I hope you did miss us. Seven days is a long time, you know? Oh, yeah, that's true. In between that's episodes. I, I like to be missed. I'm at that stage in my life pick up my kids and i'm like did you miss me <laughs> see see the absence guy at the makes... bank i'm like did you miss me <laughs> it's just you know the phase i'm in i guess <laughs>
2: i will i will always say i missed you it's been seven days uh, absence does make the heart grow fonder uh maybe we should push the podcast to it only drops once a month and then people will be really okay. like
1: Great idea anyway hello Hello, David. How's life? What's going on?
2: Life's good. You just got back from Las Vegas at a at a convention, correct?
1: Yes, I was there. I made the joke a couple times today because when I find a joke I like to say, I like to say it to different people. Get as much mileage out of it as possible. I said I was in Vegas for eight days. Late on me. I said I was in Vegas for eight days, so I need seven more showers. <laughs> Like, get all the Vegas off of me. But yes, it was fun. We were out there, and it was a great time. A great time was had by all.
2: Good. That sounds delightful and the perfect place to go to Vegas for that reason. Speaking of good reasons, we have on Zahara Barrow today. You know her from all things social media. I'm talking YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. Probably platforms that I've never even heard of because she is everywhere and awesome. She is this amazing Uh, A Muslim-American woman who just is a boss. Uh, She's got rock star mom vibes, uh, fashion vibes. She's got her own fashion line. We're talking Zahara, the label. Uh, Check it out, ZTL. Um, And she came on to talk about her love of fashion. So while she both does fashion and is a fashion creator – she herself is just a fan of fashion. It was just so fun to dive in there, like all the reasons why and just her childhood and upbringing. And um, I don't want to spoil too much because you're about to listen, but uh, she was an absolute delight and a pleasure. And she's got all this wonderful fashion sense of which I don't think I do. No, you
1: do, David. Don't be so hard on yourself. You do.
2: Okay, okay. I'll take a little bit of it. I remember I had a conscious thought once where I never wore hats and I was like, I really want to wear a hat. And then I put a hat on, and then I was like, oh, you know what? All I had to say was, I can be a hat person, and I became a hat person. And now my wife is like, you are way too much of a hat person. We got to tone it back a little bit. So moral <laughs> of the story, make a choice, change your day.
1: I like it. Be a hat guy. Don't be a hat guy.
2: <laughs> Speaking of choices.
1: Hats off to you, David, for hope making a you choose a to listen
2: to this episode. Enjoy. <laughs>
1: Zahara, fashion, the word itself, is one of those words that I feel like everybody thinks they know, everybody thinks they have a definition for it, but it's actually a pretty abstract word. I'm curious, as a designer, how do you describe fashion? What is your definition of fashion?
0: Yeah, my definition of fashion is, you know, how somebody expresses themselves every single day. I feel like fashion is its own language, and the way somebody dresses says a lot about their character about who they are on the inside. You know, it's a form of expression. You know, it's 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 what you believe, it's it's how you think, it's how you feel. It's everything about your energy, about your personality all combined in clothing. And even that clothing can stretch so far into sustainable materials, fast fashion, vegan materials, you know, all of that kind of goes back to what that person really feels about on the inside and how they want to express themselves so you know that's that i mean fashion if you ask me this question i don't know maybe like years ago i would have told you you know it's modest fashion and i just love i love how to wear it every single day and it's just what people like to wear and some people like colors but it's actually way beyond that um Mm -hmm. fashion literally a person's identity without needing to speak who they are
1: Oh, that is a really good definition. I think that needs to be like a tagline somewhere.
0: (laughs) Should I write it down?
1: (laughs) Yes, you can. You should. Someone write it down, please. When you put on fabrics, different fabrics, different weights, different textures, different colors, how does that change you, Zahara, on the inside you know because you just gave this really eloquent explanation about why you're attracted to fashion and how deep it can go and so from the very basic beginning after you know you you are in your birthday suit and you start getting dressed for the day how does that affect you internally
0: yeah that's a really good question because you know a lot of things that people don't realize is you know every single morning when you wake up you have to think about what you want to wear and what you want to wear really is a reflection of how you're feeling that day. You're in a good mood. You're going to put makeup on. You're going to wear your best outfit. You have a meeting. You're out for a brunch. You're going out on a date. Whatever it is, you are going to reflect how you feel in your mood, in your, in your kind of clothing. And so it really all depends, like, for instance, when I'm invited to, like, influencer events and You have to dress a certain aesthetic or be a certain vibe. It's all because there's a mood, right? There's like this type of energy. And so, you know, apparel and pieces and sustainable materials and different weights, they all kind of say a lot about who you are deep down. Like, for instance, you know, when I'm selecting fabrics for some, you know, collections that we drop, I'm selecting, you know, you know, top quality fabrics, certain weights for certain materials. I'm really getting into sustainable materials. You know, we really want to stretch And jump out of synthetics and into recyclable polyester, you know, hijabs made from, you know, recycled water bottles, things that are really impactful because we can make a difference. And so because I also am an individual that has started to eat more clean I've started to pay attention to food labels, to toxic products in the home. So that in turn has changed the way that I feel about not only fashion, but about things that surround my every single day life, my lifestyle. And so that's how I kind of took that type of expression and kind of push that into, you know, future collections or, you know, picking certain materials or even when I shop other brands like, you know, H&M or Zara or whatever it may be, you know, I now look for those types of fabrics, excuse me, and those types of materials because now that matters to me. And now I'm also conscious about other brands that I kind of wasn't aware of before, because I'm like, wait, I'm changing my mission. I'm changing my lifestyle and I'm changing some of the materials that go into my pieces. And so now I'm like, okay, I can pay more attention to it. It's kind of like when you get a new car and let's just say it's a white Toyota Camry and all of a sudden you're seeing Camrys all over the place, right, because you have it now. But right. Please, 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 right. Am I right? But and please, it's like my entire life with everything. I feel like <laughs> so weird. Right. And so it's the same thing. And that's because like energy, it's kind of weird. Like it's kind of weird how the brain operates, but
1: you know, that's kind of like oh, how I thought it. Okay. So I want to ask you, and I know David, you want to jump in, but I'm sorry. I just, I, w- I have one really quick thing that I want to talk about because you mentioned the hajib and about, I thought it was really interesting that you chose first of all, that piece out of any piece of clothing or wardrobe or fashion you could pick. And you mentioned like sustainable water bottles moving away from different fabrics into different, the hijab is really a misunderstood piece of fashion and wardrobe. So I'm hoping that you can take a minute to educate our viewers who may not be familiar with the philosophy and the, you know, the impact to a Muslim woman that that hijab has. And can you kind of like just take a minute to educate people who may not know?
0: Yeah, of course. So, um, it's very interesting because um, you know, a hijab means veiled. So it literally means a veil. So any type of veil, whether that's a scarf, you know, you can you can you might call it a scarf and we also call it a scarf, but in the Arabic term it's called hijab. Um, in Hebrew it's called tikhil. So there's different languages that attribute the same word which is veil. But they, they're just in different languages. And the word hijab originates from the word veil in English, and it comes from the Arabic word, from the Arabic language. And so the, the, you know, the, the Muslim woman, you know, we, we veil ourselves, we cover ourselves. And so we cover our hair, you know, we cover our bodies and things like that. And it's actually become a normalized fashion. And it's, it's so ironic because 10 years ago, you know, people would look at modest fashion or a woman wearing the hijab walking around New York or the East Coast or California and kind of like point fingers not understanding. But now you see on runways lots of luxury brands such as Christian Dior such as Gucci um you know Balenciaga where they actually have the square scarf kind of wrapped around the model with the blazer you know all covered up and it's just like okay so now modesty's fashion and so now hijab is fashion and so you know the hijab is is a, is a, is an islamic um, term that we use, and it's actually not only for women, it's also for men. So the word hijab means that you're veiling not only your hair or your body, but you're veiling how you speak to people. You are conscious of what words come out of your mouth. You have to be very conscientious of how your words impact other people. You have to observe a respectful manner. You know, it's it's more than just a head covering. It's, it's, a, it's an observation of modesty as a whole, as, as an entity. And so that's something that people kind of don't understand because people are always labeling like she covers herself, you know, she's oppressed and she's this. But it's just like, why don't we allow people to choose to be what they want to be? You know, why is it fair for me to go to the beach in a bikini? But then the moment I want to wear a modest bikini or a modest burkini, as we call it, or a modest swimsuit. People look at me like, you know, a little a little bit weird. It's like, well, let's respect both sides of the spectrum and let people be what they what they want to be. And so, you know, that's kind of like what the hijab is about. It's just an ob- it's just, you know, observing your chastity and your modesty. And for women, it just requires the head covering.
1: I love that, you know, of its original origin story, now it has evolved into a fashion piece, which is so clear and I think a sign of that acceptance of. Both sides of the coin with fashion, if you will. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: What was like the first outfit or that like when you were a kid that made you feel so good that you knew fashion was like an adrenaline shot to your self-esteem, you know, because you are speaking so kindly about how what we wear kind of is also who we are.
0: Yes, absolutely. I grew up in a predominantly Muslim city and a very predominantly Muslim neighborhood. And I attended an Islamic school. And so obviously all of my peers at school were all Muslim as well. They also observed the same head covering. They wore the hijab and, you know, we had to wear our uniforms. And so we were in a a charter school. And so we had to wear uniforms Monday through Thursday.
2: Where was the town where you're saying Uh, this is
0: Dearborn, Michigan.
1: I grew up in Ohio, so we're neighbors.
0: Yes, yes. And Ohio also has like a a large Muslim population, not as large Mm -hmm. as Dearborn, but, you know, Dearborn's where I kind of grew up. And we actually used to attend Islamic school in um, the Detroit area. And, you know, like, you know, in the Detroit area on Lanyo Street, I remember it was this really old building. Anyways, we used to have like, you know, free dress day, free, free dress, free dress Fridays. And so on Fridays, my mom, you know, my biggest fashion you know inspiration would go shopping and you know we grew up you know middle class we didn't have too much money my mom would go shopping and she'd buy us you know she'd buy me and my sister's outfits and we were four girls and a boy so my mom had to my mom was always making sure we had the best outfits every Friday we almost had a new outfit and so my mom would you know go and buy me the outfits and I would you know tell her I like this I dislike this we would put it together and she'd make sure she would go to this lady who would sew our hijabs for us because back in the day there nobody was bringing any imports from china because it wasn't a thing so we had to make them in-house in our own cities and so she would go make the color or the stitching or the lace to accommodate the different colors so i had blue i had black i had white i had orange i had yellow just to kind of like match my outfits and it kind of started from like my middle school years where i was like no they would call me barrow like that's my last name barrow i love your shirt barrow oh my god i love your jeans barrow i love your shoes and you know, like I would borrow my shoes from my cousin and I would, me and my sister would share the same jeans and like maybe my mom would get us like a new shirt. And back in the day, modesty wasn't a thing. It was always like tank tops, maybe like t-shirts. And so we would wear bodysuits underneath like those long, sh- long sleeve plain bodysuits underneath our clothes. And that's kind of like how we used to dress and cover up. And so people, my, you know, my classmates at from a young age from middle school would ask me like, yo, Beryl, oh my God, you're like, your looks on point. Like where'd you get that from? And so my mom would always <laughs> tell me, Don't share where you got it from. So that way you're always standing out. (laughs) And I I look at my mom trying to make me best dressed in school. You know what I mean? But, you know, obviously you get old and you tell your friends like, you know, where you got your offer from. We used to shop at like Rainbows and Dots. You know, my parents couldn't afford Macy's or JCPenney or things like that. And so, you know, that's kind of where we used to shop and it started from there.
2: I always loved on this podcast how so many of these origin stories of these things that we're super fans of start around that 12, 13-year-old mark, and it still sticks with us today. Like the things that I still am a deep fan of, it came during that very adolescent shaping time. I think that's really cool.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's also admirable to see your journey, like how far you've come. And sometimes, like, you know, we don't think about these things. Like right now, you asked me that question, and it took me back. Like twenty, you know, it took me back twenty years, and like, oh my god, like, and I'm getting all of these nostalgic memories back. You saw the
2: locker that you were, you know, putting your books in, and you know, (laughs) I always see see the locker,
0: lockers, and everything (laughs) like that. Oh man, I wish we can go back in time, but (laughs) talk
1: to me about how the integration of the different fabrics for for the pieces that you're creating has evolved in the last two decades. The textile industry has had a huge involvement, yeah. you know, in the sustainable arena and also just in the evolution
0: process. Yes, and you know what? I, I want to talk about that on, on a larger scale as well, which is in general how people are more conscious of everything. You know, go back 15 years, veganism was like this phenomenon like, what does vegan mean? Like, is that a term? Like, what do you mean you don't eat steak? Like, everybody goes to the, you know, Restaurant. They order a steak. They order fish and chips. They order chicken sandwich. So veganism. What's that like? Oh, like that. You you refrain from eating milk. You refrain from eating any type of dairy or any type of um you know meats and things like that. And so people back in the day, from as you mentioned two de- two decades ago, used to think differently. It was a, we were like a bunch of sheep. Whatever you saw on TV, you kind of were like whatever they ran advertisement on and commercial you bought. Whatever car your neighbor was driving, you, you drove, you know, and kind of, and, and so on and so forth. And so what started to happen is over the past two decades, people started to educate themselves. You have the rise of the internet. You know, you know, people can read articles. People, it's not just like going to the library to read something. In, an, in a heartbeat, somebody's canceled. In a heartbeat, there's an article that's published about why Clorox is bad for your children or why these chemicals in, you know, Lysol are bad for you or something like this. Right. So now you have access to read and educate yourself where 20 years ago you didn't have that access. And so similarly with fashion 20 years ago, the only way we were making hijabs was driving to Joanne Fabric, buying a fabric called Cloud9 and everybody in the city was wearing the Cloud9 fabric. And you (laughs) knew if you like you were that girl, if you were wearing the Cloud9 hijab, like you had money, you know what I mean? So that's kind of how it started back in the day because things like there weren't there were no such thing as hijab brands. There was no such thing as e-commerce cuz nobody was shopping online. You had to drive to your local store, you know, and there were probably be like two rivals like McDonald's and Burger King. You had two hijab stores next to each other with limited colors, limited materials, limited styles, limited sizing, you know. So you had very like a very small pool of 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 choices to make back in the day versus now. It's like, okay, sustainable materials? Oh my goodness, this is made of vegan leather? Like, oh my goodness, that that, that hijab is made of recycled water bottles? That sports hijab is made of cocoa beans? Like, you're introduced to this beautiful industry that has took something that's negative into something that's positive. And so I think that's the beauty of evolving Mm -hmm. as a generation, as communities, as people. We are advancing. And so that's where... Also, Zara Zara Barrow and Zara the label, this is where we kind of started to think about, okay, synthetic materials, fast fashion. You know, I'm starting to change as a person. I'm growing as a person. I'm teaching my children, you know, to have the same values, to be conscientious of their surroundings, of people, of the food they eat. You know, we don't buy, like, honeycomb and Apple Jacks. Like, we don't buy these things because I educate my children that there's so much sugar in these things that you're having them in the morning before school, and it's just... So bad for you. So we find alternatives because there's always a solution, right? And so it's 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 up to us to find that alternative. And so that's kind of like what it's like is that just in general, as as a race, as human beings, we've just in the last 20 years we've just changed so drastically in a beautiful mm-hmm. way. You know, what
1: is your favorite piece in your own personal wardrobe? Like the piece you cannot live without.
0: You know what? Um, <laughs> from from like my label or just in general,
1: anything. It could be because sometimes I have these pieces, I'll put it on and I'll get a compliment. And I'm like, I always get a, This is 20 years old. But every time I wear it, I'm gonna get that compliment. So it and so there may be four or five items in my in my wardrobe that would be considered my favorites. So I'm just curious, what are some of yours?
0: Yeah, you know what? For me, it's all about how I present, how I present myself. Like for instance, today I'm wearing my Nike hijab. I got my Nike joggers on. I got my Nike sneakers on. I didn't put my um, my Nike hoodie on because that one makes me too warm, and it's like 90 degrees today. Yeah. <laughs> but Hot. but normally, normally it's like my jogger outfits. You know, like I have a really cute outfit that I we made at ZTL like uh, last year that we're launching again this year, and everybody loves that piece on me. And everybody that wears it because it's so simple. You know how sometimes less is more? Yes. And so for me, it's always like joggers, sneakers, Jordans, just like a statement piece, you know, like, like the, like this Nike hijab, like not everybody goes out in this. People are like, oh, this is for workout. But for me, I'm like, this is comfortable. I it's really it. cute. It's, it's like,
1: it actually, well, I it. yeah, I was admiring it before after when I was on your Instagram. So I knew that you were affiliated with Nike. And then I saw, I'm like, oh, that is yeah. so cute and good for sports.
0: Yeah, it's amazing for sports, you know, but yeah, I always get probably like, you wear that so well. And, you know, like, because, you know, talking about your face shape and how sometimes wearing something around your face, like, it's kind of like when you get bangs, how it kind of changes your 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 face frame. You know what I mean? Or I if know. You get, like, <laughs> and like it's, it's literally the same thing with hijab. Like, a color can suit you. Like, if you dye your hair red, you're like, mm, I don't like it. But then you dye your hair like a brunette color. And you're like, Ooh, I love it. Mm-hmm. And you might get a lot of compliments on that. So it's the same thing. Yeah.
2: Are you always keeping your eye out? Like I'm saying this in a way like you can't help it. Like, are you ever just like sitting at a cafe or a restaurant or getting a coffee somewhere and you're just, or do you like, everyone's different. Like if I'm a dog person, I'm going to stare at dogs. Every dog that walks by, are you, since you're a fashion person, are you just constantly looking at how people put stuff on their bodies and critiquing it and getting inspired by it yes. and well, <laughs> maybe, maybe judging it too? <laughs> I
0: love it. You know, I, 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 I definitely am someone that like, I have a good eye when it comes to that. So like if I see someone and, you know, we're in California, people are very well dressed here. You know what I mean? yeah. People can go dressed to go to Whole Foods, like for God's sake. But like literally, <laughs> you know, somebody could be walking and they immediately catch my attention and I'm like, okay, this person stands out from the crowd. And again, expression, it says a lot about them. You know what I mean? You know, if someone's wearing all black and they have black lipstick and the black, you know, black nails and like the short bangs, it's a certain aesthetic. It says a lot about them, how they feel. Maybe what type of music they even listen to. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. How like you know, yeah. it's crazy, right? So it's just you know, very similar to even us in the in the Muslim world. Like if a lady is, you know, covers her face with a veil and is dressed in all black, I already know her, her music podcast. Like her music list. I already know what she listens mm-hmm. to. I don't even gotta look, I don't even gotta know it. Just I could tell. Are
2: there any are there any trends right now that that I'll I'll talk to my wife and I'll like pull things up and i'll be like this is kind of a thing right now and she'll be like yeah i hate it yeah. I hate that this is a thing are there any trends that you're like loving and or hating right now that you're like i don't get it but
0: the 90s you know yeah
2: denim blah 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 you know forgive me i don't know
0: yeah fashion. one thing i dislike and i just didn't like it at all is the oversized uh blazers that women wear from the men's section <laughs> that are so like Like the, the, the shoulder pads are like right here. And she's like probably like a five, six on like 110 pounds. And I'm like, babe, that does not look good on you. You know that please find a smaller size. I get the oversized look, but there's this one that's like super like oversized. And it's just like, mm -mm. that's, that's definitely one that just did not hit it for me.
2: Like a shoulder pad as a serving tray.
0: I like shoulder pads, but like when it defines your normal framing, (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm I'm all about understanding your body figure, like your body shape, your torso, like all of that plays a role. Like if you're tall, they say avoid stripes, wear the stripes this way um, instead of wearing them long. Like, and so there's so much, there's a reason, you know, there's, there's a reason why things look better on certain people or certain prints look better on certain people or certain diagonals or lines look better on certain heights. And so, and it's all because like the way that you perceive things, like your brain is Kind of crazy, you know what I mean? Like how you perceive things. And so, yeah, that that would be one of the the one of the trends that I just didn't like. But pretty much, other than that, like I I like trendy stuff. I love trendy fashion. But something about me is like I'm I'm more classic than trendy. Like there's certain colors I would love to explore, like certain color palettes, like pinks or greens or things like that. And I wear them, but they're more in the earthy tone type of things because I feel like they're more classic colors and I can wear them at any time of the year. Versus in the summer when a hot pink blazer comes out, you know you can't wear that in August or September or October. And so I tend to... What if I want to? You could. You absolutely could. You absolutely could. But...
2: I'm just being... Coming from
0: that design perspective, like with, with our fashion designers that we work together, it's like... There's certain color codes that you you wear during certain seasons, and like you know, like trend forecasting, like what colors are gonna come out next summer and next fall, and yada yada. Because you kind of want to be on trend, but you don't want to be too on trend, because then that's fast fashion.
1: I'm actually so we're not curious. Yeah, no, we're not fast fashion. Although I've been known to buy fast fashion <laughs> from time to time. We're all guilty. Um, so I'm curious, what kind of and what kind of a moment is the modest fashion industry having right now
0: yeah right now the modest fashion industry is all about combining and bridging the gap between those trending um silhouettes the the trending colors the trending you know sleeves like the belts the everything tying whatever is not so modest and trying to manipulate it to be kind of like modest and so for instance like the, the the tie waist everybody was wearing tie waist and so it's like okay we could still wear tie waist because now we can adjust it to how we want it. It's not too tight. It's not too loose. I think some things we can't do are like the cutouts. Like right now there's like the cutout, you know, and things like that. So like, I feel like that just won't look good, even if you kind of lined it underneath. So like, we kind of stem to stay away from that. But for, for the, the modest fashion world, a lot of us like to invest in slow fashion pieces and not necessarily fast fashion pieces because, you know, right now modesty is on trend. Mm-hmm. You go to Zara, you go to H&M, you find long sleeve shirts. You, this has never happened. This has Mm -hmm. never happened where you can shop all day. You can come back with bags full of clothing. Ten years ago, it was not the same thing. We had to make our own shirts, as I mentioned to you previously. But right now, yeah, it's all about earthy tones. There's like this wave of like neutral palettes, neutral palettes, neutral palettes. Because again, influencers, they kind of like shape the industry in a way. They shape the consumer because if she's wearing it, I'm wearing it. And so a lot of influencers, a lot of the younger TikTok, the rise of those younger influencers are more of like, mm, I want to ditch that aesthetic and I want to wear color. So a lot of brands are introducing like neon hijabs, yellow hijabs, orange hijabs, funky printed hijabs, and things like that, which is beautiful. And um, because a lot of girls were just wearing plain colored hijabs. And so, like, just introducing a lot of new things just to kind of like see what's gonna work for this market, what's gonna work for these for this specific consumer. And so it honestly, it's all about understanding what the consumer wants. And right now you have a wave of influencers that are impacting the way that consumers purchase. And so you have to be very careful uh, of who you work with as a brand and making sure that like your brand ties very well with their aesthetic and who they are as a person, because if they're wearing it and they love it, then their followers are going to wear it and they're going to love it. And then that's kind of like how brands make the sale. And so, yeah, that's kind of like what's what's happening now with respect to the hijab. I'm I'm
2: reading all about uh, the new Barbie movie coming out. And apparently there's going to be like a Barbie core and like a Ken core coming out because of all this like hot, hot magentas and yellows and just colors. So that'll be fun. I'm sure
0: you'll
2: (laughs) navigate through that.
0: (laughs) You know what? Yeah. I, I think that like, as I mentioned, like exploring color is beautiful. I think that like, I think there's no reason why we can't wear whatever we want whenever we want it. You know what I mean? Who's there to dictate us? You know what I mean? But it's just like, um, it's not wrong to have certain colors in your wardrobe that you can wear if you felt like wearing it. You know what I mean? I think for the majority of us, like when I was younger, I used to have a lot more color and a lot more prints. And I realize now I'm more into like plain colors because it's all about creating a capsule wardrobe for me. Like if I wanted to pull an outfit real quickly, if I had like, neutrals, blacks and whites of like blazers, tops, pants, leggings, shoes, hijabs. I could literally make like 50 different outfits like right then and there. Versus if I have a print, it's like, oh, well that only works with that type of pant and that type of hijab. And that's just like one outfit. So a lot of us are being conscious again, like one uh, one blazer styled four ways. You see a lot of influencers creating uh, reels or content surrounded by that. And that's because they want to show you how, some, how a piece in their wardrobe is so versatile that you can dress it up or down day to night and so on and so forth.
1: Well, that's actually a really good point. When you, you know, get up in the morning, what is your starting point for knowing how you're going to dress yourself that day? What are you feeling first?
0: Do you start top? Do you start bottom? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. Um honestly, I start with I start with pants first. Okay. And I'm like, okay, today I'm going to be at the office. I'm going to be doing this and this. I have stuff coming in. I want to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. What pants is going to I know right. I know that this pant makes me comfortable and I know that I have 20 different tops I could wear with it. Mm-hmm. Pull that top that's comfortable, okay. add that hijab, add that shoes and I go. So for me it always starts with pants.
1: Okay, so I have you help me. I need I need pant advice. <laughs> I I have like one pair of jeans I keep wearing because I pants are they can be very uncomfortable. So we'll have to take that conversation offline because I want your fashion expertise on yeah, that. I'd love to, but yeah, I'd love to share I I on. totally agree with you. I have like a million shirts. <laughs>
2: So you have, how many kiddos do you
0: have, Zahara? I got two. I got a 10 and a Mm seven-year-old.
2: Wonderful. So uh, my wife and I are expecting our first, and I'm slowly understanding, as I'm seeing the wave of clothes coming into our house, that I think the primary reason she wanted a child is so she could dress her. And so... (laughs) True. do you do that with your kids or did you or currently are they letting you like how how is your fashion love come oh through oh my kiddos?
0: god so i actually like i get like i get this like really sad feeling when i go to target now because when i walk through like the baby aisle and i'm like look at all of these neutral gorgeous rompers look at this color like it literally makes you want to have a child like i totally get where you're coming from and back when I had my first child, you know, 10 years ago, there was no such thing as a beige romper. It was dinosaurs. It was cars. It was fire trucks. You know, they still have these things, but from dressing yourself up as a family, yes, I used to re- go to Macy's because I used to shop Ralph Lauren, Tommy Hilfiger, get like the more neutral, you know, polos or rompers and that's, but they were expensive. Sure. I mean, and, you know, my baby would throw up like 30 times a day on this outfit. And I'm just yeah. like, well, here goes Thanksgiving outfit. You know, there goes the photo. But, yeah, I used to shop and, and make some make some outfits when they were younger. But that stopped, a, you know, a very long time ago because now they're independent. They want to put their outfits together. I literally give up. The only time I put outfits together is if we have a photo shoot. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's the only time. Other than that, she wants to put her her shorts and her top together, and I'm like, they don't match. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, but I want to wear these sandals today, and I'm like, but those are they don't match. She's like, but they're comfortable. I'm like, you know what? Do whatever you want. You're going. <laughs> I just <laughs> had to go to work. <laughs> just had that conversation
1: with my ten year old. I had to pat, send him off to a sleepover last night because he was going to Disney today with a friend, and he's like, I was helping him pack his backpack after to go after soccer practice, and he's like, hey, these shorts. I'm like heart, those don't match at all. They're, like, they're that, he's like, mom, you do not know how to put a kit together. He's like, this is what's, oh this. My I'm all, okay, just, you know what? Put it in the bag <laughs> and funny. get out of here. <laughs> um, David always likes to end with a love letter, but I have one question before that. If you had to just use four adjectives to describe your own fashion, style, feeling, you know, just four words,
0: what would they be? that's a good question
2: Thank you. We ask the best
0: Wow that's I've never thought about that it's um, all
2: downhill from your podcast interviews
0: I would definitely say um modest is one of them mm-hmm. so change staying you know true to my modesty I think chic is a beautiful word but I would say more of like uh you know style so style you know style f- fashion and style are not the same thing so style. Those would be the top two because because you said adjectives. So it's a little bit it's a little bit more descriptive. I'm just going to open um, it up to words. You're good.
2: Nouns, verbs. It's all yeah. All right.
0: And then, and then I'll, I'll literally say this. I'll say modesty. I'll say style. I'll say, um, you know, boss, babe. Um, I'm all about boss, babe, vibes. And, I'm, and I would say growth, mm-hmm. um, right. you know, you know, because, you know, it is reflected definitely in, 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 in my style and my character and how I present myself. And I would definitely say confidence. No. Confidence Beautiful. is key when it comes to how you how you how you dress yourself. And
1: Zahara, I would say current. Like after looking at your Instagram, I like you're very
0: current. Thank you.
2: <laughs> this has been a wonderful conversation, Zahara. Thank you so much for sharing your love of fashion. Can you please regale us with a love letter to that which you adore?
0: Dear fashion. <laughs> I love the opportunity to be able to express myself. My identity, my beliefs, my virtues, and my personality and my confidence through materials. Thank you for allowing me to express myself to the world. Love, Zahra.
2: Yay.
1: Yay. That was awesome. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric
0: cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented they'll be on auto trader just you wait auto trader the wait is over
1: so far you're not losing the only thing you're losing is
2: my patience quickly i see that Ding. the queen of the courtroom is back i didn't do anything
0: you wouldn't know the truth if it
1: came up and slapped you in the face i see he's not intimidated by anything i can fix that
2: new cases
1: she wanted to fight me Leap her
2: only on freebie i had no fashion sense until i met my wife and i don't know if i still even have any today no i have a little bit today i'll be honest i'm not gonna completely shame myself to such a degree but i had nothing until her i think how about you Claire? was it 12 or 13 for you
1: no, I mean, there's a difference between fashion sense and fashion, and then your own look. You know what I mean? And uh, Zahara—they're all, really, all the same for me. <laughs> the, well, <laughs> well, they—they're all different. That's the point. Like, but Zahara really has, like, her own. I feel like her own look is really honed in, which is what she's basing her line on. You know, and her knowledge of the fashion industry. For me. I don't really know much about the fashion industry. I definitely have my own look that I like to wear, you know, which still stems back from my New York days. A lot of black, a lot of not prints. Like I would never wear, you're a print guy. You're like a guy who wears shirts with prints on them. And you also do another thing that is not East Coast, but is very West Coast And men is short sleeve button downs. Uh, <laughs> Like you have on now the short sleeve, But you will, you will not see a man in the East coast wearing a short sleeve button down. You, you will see them wearing shorts with a long sleeve button down, but you, you will not see the opposite. But out here somehow the short sleeve male button down print has been resurrected beyond the Hawaiian print shirt and into something like what the print you're wearing, which is more like a, like a checkered, what is on your shirt? Let's see. What is it, I David? Don't
2: know. Tiles.
1: Tiles. 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 Squares.
2: Bathroom tiles are on my shirt.
1: See, I don't wear anything that has like a logo or a print on it. Well, I shouldn't say anything. I have a few shirts um, that I like that may have a print. I have one yellow shirt I'm thinking of in particular. But for the most part, my wardrobe is plain. I Was playing. it a conscious
2: thought you had at one point or is it just like when you you just – what your eye is drawn to? You're like, I like that. I don't like that.
1: It wasn't – I mean, I think fashion is a conscious thought. You know what I mean? But I've just never been – I feel like some people let their clothes speak for them. You know what I mean? The clothes like, – you know, and that's a lot of what Zahara was talking about as well. Like, oh, I can tell if this woman is veiled, like, and head to toe, that I know what she's listening to. I know what, you know, music is on her playlist. I, I, I wouldn't go so far as to say I feel confident enough to say something like that. But she's specifically talking about, like, the conservative fashion world. I just feel like, for me, I I want to be the one speaking, not my clothes, you know, like mm-hmm. that's my preference. Like, for example, one of the things. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm influenced by like you know the greats. You know, I grew up with an, an Albert. I think I've told this story. An Albert Einstein poster in my room. That like most no, people. this is new to me. Most people my age had like you know, Kurt Cameron or like Ricky Schroeder <laughs> or whatever, and I had a big black and white Albert Einstein poster that said um, it said e equals M C squared, of course, which is you, gravity. You had a thing and for Nobel it, prizes. And then it said, gravity cannot be held responsible for people falling in love. So I there was a thing about Einstein, which also Barack Obama did, which is he would wear the same outfit every day because he didn't want to put himself through choosing an outfit in the morning. That was not important to him. It was more important that he go about his business of either being POTUS or, you know, solving problems our world's problems, like gravity, and the Manhattan Project. And so for me, I've always sort of leaned that way with my fashion of like, I'd just rather wear black every day. I'd just rather wear kind of like the same thing. And, you know, that's just I don't know, that's where I've evolved as like, a woman in my 40s. I think also that probably has a lot to do with having kids and I don't have as much energy to put into fashion and whatnot, but that's just kind of, David, that's, that's the Claire palette of fashion or unfashion, if you will, that we are at, uh, this day in 2022.
2: I like it. I approve of it. You know what else I like?
1: What? My hair? Cause that's really what I put energy into. <laughs> yes
2: that as well
1: that that i I am happy to take a compliment on any (laughs) time
2: and i like that we uh that we just did this wonderful uh group of podcasts for the star trek lower decks as well that you can listen to previous to this one um i hope you enjoy all the wonderful cast members like jerry o'connell and noelle wells and the gang uh and we are just thrilled to have on uh miss Sahara today and talk about fashion. I learned something and so that's why it's cool to listen to all these different podcast episodes we have. So if you like, subscribe, share all the things. If you learn why Caleb why Worthy likes talking to people on airplanes. There's crazy amounts of info. Knowledge is being dropped all the time. I'm David, this is Claire. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next Thursday.
1: Bye. And coming up next week. We have Rekha Sharma. Yes, you guys know her from Yellow Jackets. She plays the reporter, the imperfects, Roswell, of course, Star Trek Discovery, and old school Battlestar Galactica. Rekha comes on to Fanatics to talk about Buddhism and shit. And those are her words, not mine. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast.
2: Sustainable, recyclable, and so very excitable. Sustainable, recyclable, and so very delightful. We talked about fashion.